high school each Sunday night. I'd watch the practice with none of my friends. I'd turn the dial to ABC to see the creep of the week that Bobby Donald defends. But I'm out of practice. With your host, Keith Barney. Russian bots. Hydration is a process, not an event. to the Out of Practice podcast going over David E. Kelly's Emmy Award-winning series, The Practice, episode by episode. And we are finally back to the practice. No more Allie McPractice. We are going to finish off season two with two more episodes. How's it going, Dex? So close. So close to that season three threshold. You know what they say, Keith? If you make it to season three, you've made it. Do they say that? I don't know. I said it. I feel like that's... <laughs> somebody said it. Some say. Some say. <laughs> that's right. Some people say... It's the greatest podcast. Three, it's you big. You can't be canceled. You can't impeach us. <laughs> uh, I hope you would impeach us, but do it on Apple iTunes podcast reviews because that's where we need it the most. Yes. Impeach us. Boy, I got to tell you. I have an exciting story to tell. A special. We don't even have a segment for it. Ooh. It's, I have a special story to tell, to tell that is Keith stopped a knife fight this week. Interesting. So, uh, wait, what are you reading on your phone? I'm telling you an exciting story. Keith, I have, because I just got such an interesting... Uh, thing for the um well, what's that first segment we do you know where like people to, to find filings and subpoenas i have an actual filing that might include a subpoena i can't wait oh no i've been, I've been waiting for us to get a real one, one yeah <laughs> well uh we'll talk about it shortly uh oh okay uh anyway so i was getting off the subway this week and uh i walked down on the ditmars platform which is we the same subway stop and there are these two women fighting, like in a big brawl. One has them by the hair, and they're you know like big women, just full on going at it. And I watch and I watch and I watch, and I'm like, I like, I don't really want to get involved. This that the other thing until one of them pulls out a box cutter and starts to try to stab the other one with the box cutter. And so me and this other guy literally like jump, grab her wrist, and pull the box cutter out of her hand. You were to try you to were break Re- up this you fight. were Rebecca Rebecca Cricket at the gas station watching the almost murder. That's right. Except for somehow I got myself involved in holding a woman's wrist with a box cutter who was trying to cut another woman. So Keith, it wouldn't be too much of a jump in logic to say that you saved someone's life. 
No, I definitely profoundly did not. But some, I possibly some... prevented somebody from being cut a little bit with a box cutter. Well, they do say, um, this is certain, they do say the first cut is the deepest. So if you weren't able to prevent the first cut or any subsequent cut, you really did your, your yeoman's work. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, so uh, never, uh, never boring here in Queens, although that was... Incredibly rare. I almost never come across stuff like that. You know, Keith, we're underplaying it. We're underplaying it. The fans demand that you roll the applause bumper for yourself. I don't know. You know what I rolled for myself was a quick shower afterwards because I think they might have been both homeless. Keith, the fans demand it. All right. There it is. But you know what was crazy? The cops like just didn't come. This is the this is the best like New York part of this. So uh there's this woman calling the cops while this is happening they we you know me and this other guy were able to get them to sort of separate and they sort of walk down the street like spitting on each other and screaming this at the other thing and they both go go away i turn around and there's everyone's just like meh going on with their lives yeah just me and this lady on the phone with the cops the cops are like what's up and then we all just walk away as if nothing happened (laughs) well that was in queens you said it was on the Dimars platform, or okay. on the, the lower platform. With the, well, uh, Keith, I'm staying on brand. I only partially paid attention to the story. But why it's important is that last night overnight, there was four homeless people murdered in New York on like a murder spree. Oh, yeah, I read that. And But I think that was in Manhattan, so there's probably no connection. Because I was going to say that you might have actually hand, you know fingered the perp. That sounds I gross. Definitely I don't mean did it not. that way. Yeah. You didn't definitely fi- not. Did you not. fingered no but one. I, no one was fingered. Uh, happily i i'm curious what happened with the with the knife because like we got it out of her hand and sort of kicked it away and i said like somebody take it and somebody picked it up and then it was just like poof it was gone it was like mist i got on a plane and flew somewhere and flew back i believe it was canada which might explain why but regardless i didn't i had forgotten that we had been at our cabin i had my swiss army knife in my bag and oh sure you know, normally, if you have a water bottle, they'll pull you over. But my knife got through. Did it really? It got through. It was, well, my, pers- it was, my, it was my personal carry-on. Yeah. Oh, gee, you actually got it into the cabin, too. Yikes. I know. Seriously. Oh, well. You know what that brings us to? It is time, because you've set it up. I'm so excited for... Filings and subpoenas. Filings and subpoenas. Filings and subpoenas. Keith, did you try to put one of our episodes on YouTube? I sure did. Well, we instantly got a copyright claim. You, we your, sure did. Your YouTube video has been blocked. So, oh, wow. It, it, it never even got up. So That's the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, so the answer to the question is, can we expand to YouTube? No. <laughs> no. No, we certainly cannot. Yeah, boy. Uh <clears throat> Stick around, folks. Uh, we'll see how long we can get away with this nonsense. If, if we weren't niche before, we, uh, we're pretty niche now. You want to know what we're really protected by? The S- fact that literally nobody cares what we do. <laughs> like, anonymity is truly our friend here. I mean, I guess fair use in, in uh, parody could be could kind of explain some of it away interestingly enough this is not a parody yeah no I... well it's a parody of like an actual podcast i i was <laughs> i was doing a little bit of it is that let's call it research 
Um, but just to spice up the end of the show, I figured, you know, the rules of the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady explicitly state you have to be Tom Brady, but there's, you know, 7 billion people on the planet. There's got to be other Tom Brady's. So I expanded my search to see who else might be in the running. I found oh. a, I found this a random chiropractor and then realized that we can't say this person's name or like plug them in any sort of way. Tom Brady, we can kind of say because and show his picture because, you know, fair use, he's a celebrity. We're allowed to commentate on him, but anybody else, they could just sue us. So I figured the the rules are even more explicit. They have to be. Well, well to be fair, to, to be fair. Tell me about uh, it. If this other person, let's say, shares a name with a certain football celebrity, then I believe uh, there's enough wiggle room there that if we are, we in fact, have we ever really specified that the award goes to the football player, Tom Brady? We have not. So, technically, it's not even about the football player, Tom Brady. It's anyone who is truly Tom Brady in their heart. Hmm, that's true. I was going to say, because then, like, but whose picture would we show? Just, like, a white coat and say chiropractor <laughs> Tom Brady from North Dakota? <laughs> I think probably we, uh, we don't... We, Probably shouldn't put random people's picture up on there. We have 300 <laughs> followers on Instagram now, and I'm sure at least 10 of them are real people. I think two of them are us. <laughs> we have 298 <laughs> Instagram people. You know, speaking of Tom Brady, he did write in this week, Keith. Oh, yes. Let's hear from Tom. He said, bro, sorry, I haven't written recently. That's good performance already. I've been a bit busy taking ass and kicking names. You know, I think he meant kicking ass, but he definitely said taking ass, which... <laughs> really Love opens it. it up for interpretation taking ass and kicking names <laughs> i've been a bit busy taking ass and kicking names on the field but you should know that i have really enjoyed your crossover episodes and just finished the second one right now i think the courtroom scene proved once and for all that therapy is a complete and fake pseudoscience <laughs> to quote my best friend if that so-called therapist was any good he wouldn't have killed himself am i right That's <laughs> Wait, I think you need to do your Trump again. If that so-called therapist was any good, he wouldn't have killed himself. I think you should. All right, now do it as Bill Clinton. <laughs> well, I don't. I can't do. I don't do. I can. If that so-called therapist was any good, he would have killed himself. Am I right? The thing about Michael Caine is, if that so-called <laughs> therapist was any good, he wouldn't have killed himself. I've been okay. working on my Michael Caine. My wife thinks it's terrible, and she is not wrong. <laughs> well, how about uh, we can do W? Okay. If that show called Therapist was any good, <laughs> he'd have killed himself. Am I right? He wouldn't have killed himself. Get it right, George. Uh, if that so-called therapist uh, was any good, uh, he wouldn't have killed himself. Keith, Am I right? Where did you get all of these presidential... Uh, <laughs> what do you call I, these things? Impressions? Yes. Why did that word literally leave <laughs> the... <laughs> It's not a difficult or a complicated word. I just forgot what the word for doing an impression was. Impression. Uh, so this is what happens when you do a podcast later in the evening. And by later in the evening, I mean 6 p.m. Yeah, I mean, you think, you know, normal people have anything, you know, beneficial or, or recreational to do at 6 p.m. on a Saturday? If people are out <laughs> living their lives? No, 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 not us. This is how we roll Saturday night. Um, anyway, Tom Brady continues. He continues, P.S., I still think that lady killed her husband. Yeah, well. Yeah, well, that that's an interesting conundrum. Although, Did, 
they found that evidence that they tell well us. they said it although we they didn't oh they, well they say they found uh his blood in the therapist's car which doesn't conclusively prove it although i think you can make a pretty good circumstantial case but you know what donna murphy pretty shifty if you ask me yeah well and uh so tom uh included a picture of uh yes tom brady and his best buddy mr donald j trump and he says have a good one <laughs> fellas watch out for that weak side blitz yours uh, and tom. always do Oh, yours and Tom, Always do. Mr. Brady. So that was another great... Uh, thanks for writing in, Tom. Thanks for taking time out of your very busy schedule, your undefeated schedule, to uh, to write into the episode this week. Although, Keith, I think he was mocking us a little bit about our uh, our adventures in therapy. Oh, I have to talk to my therapist about that comment. Mm-hmm. Although at least, at least every other week at therapy, I think to myself, I think I'm just... I'm doing all the work here. What This person is not even prompted. Sometimes she doesn't say anything. Literally well, nothing. I, I think that means you just talk too much. I don't know. Is there a too much? <laughs> Although she would well, say, do you think you talk too much? Our podcast runs two hours. <laughs> People have long commutes, Keith. Long I think we have commutes. conclusively proven we talk too much. Yeah, well, I mean, some say that that's the best part of the show. <laughs> some people say <laughs> it is the greatest part. You're talking, you have the best talking. It's a witch hunt. The thing about Michael Caine is when he gets emotional, he gets very, very slowly. <laughs> very slowly indeed. Oh, I got to think about who else I do. Anyway, all right. We're, <laughs> what are we, are we doing right now? Forward. What are, we've, you know, we can't have gone off the rails if we were never on them. Well, that's strike two, Keith. We got strike one from YouTube, strike two from ourselves. Where's strike three coming from? Well, strike three. Oh, wait, I have another plug. Okay. I have one more plug before we get to this day in the basement. So today uh, dropped the latest episode of Making It So, which is a podcast about the making of Star Trek, focusing on the all the behind the scenes things that happen throughout the series. And this week's episode featured my uncle Jim Wilmington and friend of the pod, Sean Varney. Whoa! My brother. It's really, really good, folks. Go listen to it. Making it so. You can find it on all of your podcasting places. And when you're doing that, subscribe to Wisdom of One. You know, and us. It's fine. But it is now finally time to talk about This Day in the Basement. So, this episode, Season 2, Episode 27, entitled Duty Bound, aired on May 4th, 1998. No Star Wars reference. I'm a, This is a Star Trek-friendly podcast. So, what were you doing on May 4th, 1998? I'm so excited that you just gave that disclaimer, Keith, because my whole little segment here is doing exactly the opposite of what you just requested. Well... <laughs> You mean every segment we've ever done? That is true. So I, I, I'm I, going to cheat a little bit, but I'm okay. going to abide by the rules in order to cheat. May 4th, 1998, as we know, we start to celebrate May the 4th be with you, Star Wars Day, if you will. Now, on May 4th, 1998, was when George Lucas gave the first screening of episode one. To a small select group of friends. How'd that go? Uh, Well, who knows what they thought. They apparently didn't give him any good ideas. Regardless, in that initial screening, 
It starred a very young, very beautiful Natalie Portman. Now, Keith, not only a few years later, in 2001, Natalie Portman would be starring in a Chekhov revival of The Seagull in Central Park. Uh Uh-huh. And she would be living temporarily at the Ansonia in New York, where I happened to be going to school at a conservatory at the time. And we would pass her, my friend Jason and I, on our way to one of our acting classes. And I'd always make a comment, as you can't, I'm sure you can't imagine I am, have always been thirsty. Mike is thirsty. Oh yeah, I wanted some of that sweet, sweet Portman. So, <laughs> I was making, I was talking about it so much that my friend Jason said, well, if, if you're going to talk about it so much, you should do something about it. Oh my God, I remember this. And he basically put me on notice. And so what I did... <laughs> was I sucked up whatever balls I had, and me and my, uh, how old was I at the time, 20-year-old 20, 20 self, rolled up to Miss Portman as she was getting her mail at the Ansonia, and I said, you ready for my line? Let's hear it. Hey. That was my <laughs> opener. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, good, good, good start, good start. I said, my friend and I see you coming in every day. I know that you must be rehearsing for your show. <laughs> can I, can I buy, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed even telling the story. <laughs> can I buy, can I buy lunch sometime? My name's Mike. Can I buy lunch sometime? So I basically asked if I could buy this much more wealthy person than me lunch. This international superstar. Well, let's, uh, yeah, I guess the movies had aired by then. So yes. She's already in Star Wars for God's sakes. Well, Keith. She... Uh, uh, just to clarify, she was 18. Yes. Uh, she's our age right oh yeah yeah she was at least eight she was more than 18 yeah okay okay, okay. oh my goodness please who do you take me for (laughs) anyway she didn't outright say no but she said no (laughs) she she said she was very very busy kicked you she was very very busy with rehearsals and didn't think she could make it work which i thought was was a really sweet way of saying absolutely not and she didn't, like, have any entourage with her or anything, and she didn't think I was going to attack her, so that was a win. Totally. But let the record show that I got shut down by a celebrity. I had the balls to ask one out. You did. I Hold on. Hold on. There it is. You asked out Natalie Portman. I would say that that takes about as much courage as it does to stop a box cutter fight. I, I think it really does. Uh, and she certainly handled that better than the first person I asked out. <laughs> I asked out a girl uh, for the first time, I believe, it must have been like seventh grade, something like that. And uh, I, 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 I will not embarrass her with her name. <laughs> but she was like, oh, God, no, not in a million years. What's wrong with you? That was literally her response and this is why we're in therapy this is why we're in therapy and why we're doing a podcast at 6 p.m on a saturday (laughs) hey you know let the record show we got married to some pretty fine ladies who are both working tonight (laughs) (laughs) oh so keith uh let's beam ourselves back to 1998 what uh while george lucas was screening his first cut to his friends what were you screening you know i 
this is and we only have one more episode and i have i'm hoping something special to play next week for the season finale because this was also the season finale of my high school years oh okay i was just about to graduate uh did you perform at your senior uh at your graduation did i i don't think so i don't remember i don't think so uh but my graduation was the only thing that I was able to go to because I was performing in the Secret Garden, as I mentioned before. And uh, right around this time, we had our school like awards thing, the senior, and then I couldn't even go. So my parents literally went to the awards thing, and I got home at like two o'clock in the morning to get my uh, to get my trophies. One of which was a uh, like this this lamp that had a little plaque on it that I was like oh my god it's so fancy and it's got like the little dimmer switch and everything it's like glass and like this is like the fanciest thing I've ever seen in my life until I started seeing it on every television show in history including some Skinamax late night softcore and I'm like that's my lamp it's famous hey baby so clearly was somehow overstocked in the late 90s and was a very very cheap but fancy looking lamp. So that night I was coming home to my exciting new lamp. Hmm. Enlightening. Yes. Okay. Well, moving on. (laughs) Uh, So here's what was happening in the world on May 4th. 1998. The cover of the Burlington Free Press talked about teachers camping out for a buyout. Uh, lots of uh, teacher labor issues in Vermont during my uh, childhood. Uh, my parents were both public school teachers, and uh, they were. My mother was part of a very famous uh, teacher strike back in 1986, 87, something like that, where they actually struck the entire year and got replaced. And there was, and so they were like, if you look up the Heinsberg 28. My mother was one of the Heinsberg 28. Hey, congratulations, Mom. Fight for what is right. Seriously. Oh, yeah. No, d- does not mess around. The number one song continued to be she could tell Too Close by Next. Yeah. And the number one movie. Now, this is one I really enjoyed. I believe I saw it in the theaters. This was the beginning of the Asteroid Off in the summer of 1998. Deep Impact made $41 million. So here's here's an important question for you, Dex. Are you a Deep Impact or an Armageddon person? I remember the movie Armageddon more. I liked Deep Impact, but here's the thing. Armageddon, I can't rewatch because I hate that Aerosmith song. I despise that Aerosmith song that's in Armageddon. Oh, oh, it's Don't too bad. Don't close that... my eyes. I, like I hate that, that song. song. Oh, I hate that song. It's a good thing the uh, practice didn't run like two more weeks. It probably was number one. I'm sure it was. Thank God we're going to get a little bit of a siesta. <laughs> no, we're not. We're going to dive right into season three. I got all the graphics made already. I know. Do we have a do we have a time machine sound effect to signify the passing of that summer season? Uh, I don't know. We could probably get one. Nah, we could just go. I don't want to mess with YouTube anymore. No, well, you, you actually want to hear something 
God, we are just off the rails again. No, this my, is very coherent. So my uh, on the uh, Making It So podcast, my uncle was talking about creating the sound effects for beaming on Star Trek. And he went back to the original show's beaming sound, and he figured out that the there's a there's a musical chord that is the beaming sound with a whole bunch of other things. And it's a tritone, and then up a whole step, another tritone, all played together. That is the sound you're hearing when the beam, with all sorts of other stuff added to it. So when he updated it for the next generation, he took that chord and played it again, because that is the sound of Star Trek beaming. Do you know what that chord is, Keith? Uh... It's not really a chord. It's really just four tones, but it's two. It's uh, it would be it would be like a insanely diminished something something. I'm just saying, get those notes ready for next week when you got to beam us to the future. Oh, okay, cool. All right, yeah, very good. So, uh, yeah. So, guys, it is finally time to talk about the episode. I, you know, I thought we got really got into it, but we've been going for 25 minutes. I mean, hold on. So, let's talk about before we talk about the episode. Oh wait, when does when do I do this bit? Not yet. Not oh, yet. God damn it! Did we forget to do it last week? Well, um, we sort of knew what was happening last week. I, I didn't think it was necessary. Oh, I feel bad. All right. Well, this episode entitled "Duty Bound" was written once again by David E. Kelly, who apparently wrote. 4,000 pages of dialogue in this season. Hey, Keith, do you know why whenever we set a time to record, I'm always 15 minutes late? Uh, because you're you? Because I'm duty-bound. <laughs> Apparently, you're... Poop joke, poop joke, poop joke, poop joke. You become unbound at our the beginning of every time we're supposed to start. It is... You, it is clockwork. It's like a Pavlovian response. <laughs> it's because I usually I make a, a a cup of coffee for the show, and then that instantly evacuates all <laughs> cylinders. So, on some level, it's professionalism that's happening that makes you fifteen minutes late. Yes, yes. On some level, some would say, some say, <laughs> some say, I'm very professional. The most professional, the best professions. That's what this this uh, podcast is very regular. <laughs> Just like all of my calls. To Obama, to Obama. Uh, this podcast, very regular. <laughs> Every week, uh, there's a poop, uh, and then we do podcast. <laughs> I, who knew that you could do impressions? <laughs> oh, that's great. Comedian? Uh, oh, God. Oh, okay, God. David, uh, e, David so, E. Kelly's writing a lot. A lot of writing. David E. Kelly's writing. We're punchy today. The most writing. The best writing. <laughs> He's a great writer. Read my lips. No new episodes. <laughs> we got our first H.W. Bush. <laughs> the word that was very good H.W. <laughs> it I've was. Wor- such I've been working a good on that. One. Well, I, I don't have a Reagan. I wish I did. All right. Anyway, this was directed by Elodie Keene. You used who- to, but you just forgot. Too soon. But I- <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, All rest right. in peace, Mr. President. Yeah, good job, us. 
Uh, anyway, this is directed by Elodie Keane, who directed Glee, The Fosters, The Mentalist, Nip Tuck, The Closer, L.A. Law. And uh, this is the only episode of The Practice done by this director, which brings us to everybody's favorite segment. What does Mike think is going to happen today? We timed that perfectly, unrehearsed. Oh, you know, I I, I paused. I waited to you because I, I can see you. I waited till you had the guitar up and ready to go. Well, duty bound. I know. I think we're one thing I know for. Well, I think for sure, at least, is that we're going to maybe get some resolution on the Jimmy, uh, Rebecca, whoever else is involved in it. That guy used to be a bad guy sting operation for the crooked chiropractor. Right, and Eleanor's and Eleanor's boyfriend. boyfriend. Right, her baby daddy. Well, that's not baby daddy. Um, hopefully they're using protection. They are sleeping together. That is, we know that. We do. We have we have addressed that last week. After two months, they've been dating for two months plus. Uh, other than that, duty bound. Uh, I'm going to say duty bound. Duty calls. Uh, maybe a crooked cop. A crooked. Uh, we've done crooked cops before, but I think some sort of serviceman is getting in hot water. Somebody that is supposed to uphold. The you know the the law the supposed to be righteous or whatever is gonna do something shady. That's okay. my guess. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, after this ad, let's find out. Keith, remind me to uh, let's do a pause somewhere in the episode where there's a lull so that uh, we can. I don't have to run the risk of everything get losing everything again. <clears throat> Oh, we we do lulls pretty well. We do do lulls pretty well. Um, yeah. Oh, the episode. Yeah, we're we're there. Hey, everybody. let's do the episode. <clears throat> Thanks. I'm sorry. I I, I did a little Reagan there. <laughs> okay, we're at a church. Oh, oh. Jimmy! Right Jimmy, away. What are you doing here? That's my priest. Man. Your priest? And my client, I guess, from what little the detective well, that's said. That's a Batman villain upshot. The detective didn't tell you? Well, he just said Father Ryan totally asked is. him to call. Well, your priest is in a little bit of trouble. He killed somebody. Oh, shit. Hey! That kind of fits in my sort of... It totally does! All right. I think Look it was at those great. curtains. Yeah. I think it was going to be a priest. fancy-ass curtains. A little far-fetched, a priest doing something naughty. Whoa! Oh, there was totally a shot of an ass. Thank you. What? That was an ass we saw. Ran- uh, whose ass that was, was it? Are we going to find out? Or was it just random? Uh, no, no, no. That Those were crime scene photos from this here crime scene that we're, in visit- uh, we're visiting. Hey, so, wait. Is this the dude from SVU? Way back in the day? It is. All right. Well, I guess I guess we're going to do it. <laughs> Sorry, I got it. <laughs> Priest who's wearing an amazing cardigan. God bless you. I love a cardigan. In fact, the minute it gets cold enough, I'm literally not out a single day unless I have a zip-up sweater. You I'm are a cardigan right kind of guy. Minute. I'm such a... Well, you know what it is? As with all of my clothing choices, it makes me look ambiguously shaped. Because, like, there's, there's no good option if you look like me, but, like, if it's a, a little confusing... That's really where, that's my sweet spot. You know, I had lost my debit card, true story, and I just got it in the mail. So you could say that I have my card again. 
You know, I had to take the boo sound <laughs> out of the soundboard because we had too many. Uh, too and many we can't cues. pay for the we can't pay for the free the non freemium soundboard app. No, we sure can't. But you know, we can play. Oh, did I take that off too? No, I can't possibly have. Comedian. There we go. I Comedian. found it. <laughs> okay. Well, this uh, possibly murdery priest is played by Dan Florick who you would know from Law & Order SVU and Law & Order Normal, he has done, I looked it up and counted up, he has done 400 episodes of the Law & Order franchise. So as many as it'll take for us to get through this here podcast. Yes, but can you imagine the residuals that show up at his door? Mm, I, oh, can. my, I can't. I can't imagine it. It's unbelievable. This guy must own... <laughs> Country. I did not do this. Calm down. Wait, I imagine he's done other things than Law and Order. He does, but somebody started the episode before I had a chance to say it. I really try to feel it out, but didn't go oh, well. Oh man, swing and a miss. Uh, <laughs> he did three different characters on Roseanne. Speaking of characters coming back, and twenty-two episodes of L.A. Law. Hmm. Want to talk so about there. Roseanne some more? <laughs> no, that's it. That's all I got. You read your rights. Yes. yes. I didn't do this. Okay. Don't say another word. He's very upset. How old? 16, maybe. Coroner thinks he's been dead about a day. Oh, shit. Cause of death, fractured skull. He's innocent, Alan. He never could have done something like that. Oh, no. How could a priest possibly have done something like that? Did you just say, I swear to God? I think he did, yes. That's a tough swear right there, Jimmy. You, you really don't know. No, it was <laughs> I mean, think about this. This episode came out before all of the other things, like the Spotlight story came out in Boston and literally every other uh, parish in history. <laughs> Thanks for trying to bail me out of that comment. <laughs> no, no. I had nothing to do with that. I just really like that part. The snake charm is your favorite part. Very funky. If you listen to that underlying kind of... I think it's starting to grow on us like a tumor. We're like on board now. I don't like it. You will. But when a client walks to the front door, Bobby, he comes in with hope. So and we are painting so the They're office. painting the office. I love it. Renovation. Anything new on the priest? Jimmy's already gone down for the arraignment. Do we think he can handle this? He can do it. They're giving Jimmy a high-profile murder You've case got to solo? Keep him away from here. Well, he's got to earn that, that partner spot. Oh, here's Spivak. Can I steal a second? Uh, My friend is here. Yeah, let's uh, go into the conference room. Great. Okay. He's probably pissed as she's been avoiding him, I imagine. Well, wait a minute. It won't, but Eleanor. I know. Oh, they need her to keep it hushed because they want the sting to go off correctly. Case right? number 32622, right. Commonwealth versus Michael Ryan. Murder in the first degree. James Belluti for the defendant, Your Honor. We'll waive reading, enter a plea of not guilty, and I'd ask he be released on his own recognizance. Commonwealth opposes bail. On what oh. grounds? On what grounds? He's got Helen a Gamble lot of versus Jimmy Belluti. All right. No bail. We'll conference on Wednesday at 10 to set schedules. Next. 
Case number 32651, People versus Grimmer. That was sarcastic, rude. Jimmy, first-degree murder. You- also, Keith's nickname in high school, Sarcastic Rude. Actually, it kind of was. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, Jimmy does a lot of awkward words. He, like, he, he combines words that, like, Sarcastic Rude or, like, Fat Schlubby or whatever it is. Like, he's constantly talking in a weird, affected way that brings attention to the writer. <laughs> Speaking of bringing attention to, can we talk about Lindsay Dole's, excuse me, Helen Gamble's uh, side part right here? Yeah. It's, it's like an asymmetric, ni- very 90s side part. It's very aggressive. Yeah, like, they yanked on that hair. It says, hey, Jimmy, you're fucked. Quite possibly. Even so, I'm working with your office on this thing. I deserve better than sarcastic rude. It's just that we were doing so well, and then... Air conditioner. Suddenly, Things just piled up here, Including friend. a don't fan. Don't feed me that, Eleanor. If you've lost interest, say so, but don't string me along. I've been hurt before, and I'm not... Just tell me. That's fair. Okay. I, uh... Come up with something good here. I ran into somebody who said that she was treated by you, and she wasn't really hurt. And you... Yikes. She's not lying. You told her how to fool the insurance companies. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I think that's a conversation we just had about you returning your guitar thing. No, I don't know if I agree. (laughs) Before we went on air, I was, I was, uh, I was guitar shaming Dex. You have a 15 day return window. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. I barely make ends meet. I've got school to pay for with my kids. Strike three, Keith. Yeah. Sometimes I help people collect more from their insurance. You could go to jail for that. I'm just... Still, they turn the corner. You know, when it's yourself, it's easy to go without. When it's your kids... Yeah, I think more than anything else, kids want a father they can be proud of. Yeah, very no. well said. I want a toy, Dad. <laughs> so, this ends us. You got an insurance fraud somebody? Well, I guess it couldn't have been so much be to it. begin with. My mistake. But that new it Snake Eyes mistake. figure ain't buying itself. Holy don't shit. Don't kid yourself about that. In my brain, I had the Snake Eyes G.I. Joe. Literally when you said that. I shit you not. Ugh, That's unbelievable. Like wow, we're, that was so. We're so connected. Oh, here we go. That's creepy. That's right. Keith, okay. is this the yeah, start of? Is this the start of something special between us? Not as special as you want. Mm. Mike is thirsty. Thirsty. All right, so we are starting a scene now with. Uh, uh, with with Helen and Lindsay. First off, why do they have 600 straws? But second <laughs> of off, if I do a slow 10 count, do you think that... Like, or uh, Let me give you this. What do you think the over-under is before they start talking about boys? Five, a, slow, a slow five. Right, I would say right. under a slow five. All right, roll it. I'm going to do the slow five. Okay. Every time I have to say something Five. dead, you say it's time to move on. Let me just tell you Four. something. We have been on a big winning streak. We're about to get Three. featured in the National Law Journal. Yes, as a firm that skirts Two. ethical... It's a favorable column. We're growing. You should see what I'm doing with the offices. 
All we need is a press release saying we've landed they made it. a juicy plum. You're it. Oh, the she is a juicy notice. plum. You have a profile. Mm, even if I were gonna jump to private, your What fun? is she drinking? Why does she have two you McDonald's straws? They both D&D. have two McDonald's straws. Do you really want me up there as a juicy plum? You can take Bobby. He's much more fun wanting than having. And there oh, we got there. How many boys. other places are there where you can have fun and basically be your own boss? And make money? We're making money. They said he'd been dead there the I whole day. I mean, has she day. talked to Bobby about this? Did you know this, this kid? Nope. No. He, he could have looked different. He's you know, operating unilaterally. I didn't know the boy, Jimmy. Okay. Any idea back how with he the ended up in your right. office? Jimmy, you do believe I'm innocent? Of course I do. This isn't a Not question. Really? Thank you. Now the priest does appear very freaked out. He seems very, very. I didn't tell him it was you, Eleanor. Fan. Even so, I didn't tell him anything about anything. And so what if I did? You already got everything you need. There's nothing. No, we didn't. I have to go back. What? Why? Dicky Flood thinks I was too ambiguous. He wanted more clear that oh, we were conspiring well, yeah, as long to as we give fraud. what Dicky wants. Oh, come on, I saw the tape. It looked pretty definite. Well, he says it's possible to interpret that I'm hurt. And he's just trying to show me how to convince the doctor. I have to be more clear that I'm not really hurt. Here's Donald Law you know is Dicky Flood again. I didn't give you away. Are you going to? She already did. You gonna tell him? She told him. Probably Well, not. she didn't tell him that it was Rebecca. But we don't know how many people he's defrauded. And she's well, definitely the most recent. He wouldn't be the first. You got the wrong guy, Helen. I'm telling you, it's prejudice. Prejudice? Yes, it's prejudice. Anytime a young kid gets sexually molested, everybody says, check out the priest. It's bigotry. It's not Jimmy, bigotry, it's science. Aside. Well, no, okay, hold on. It's take now, that, like, prove it. <laughs> take that out of the element. Uh, didn't they find the kid in the church? Uh... Technically, well, and this was ambiguous because I think they were too afraid to show it because it was network television. The rectory, he was right? hanging naked in the priest's closet. Yeah, so it's not, it's less that we think it's, uh, it's it, what I'm saying is Jimmy's argument is bullshit right there. <laughs> it is a little bit bullshit. The prejudice yeah. argument Jim's is bullshit. found in your client's office. I know Father Ryan. I'd vouch for him like I'd vouch for you. Mm, don't vouch for me. All right. Will he at least give us a statement? Right now, we have no other leads. But we do have a swifty side. You knew part. this boy? No, I didn't. Never seen him before. Never. Let me just throw out a general softball here. Anything you can say to give us some clue, some hint as to who could have done this, why he'd be hanging in your closet? I don't why know. Why is there a smoke I, machine in the prison? Really, don't know. <laughs> Father. Is, has anyone ever asked you office? why there's a dead kid All in your closet? Uh, I'm actually a little bit addicted so to it. So many times. What kind of websites do you frequent? Uh, news, research, chat lines. I use it for pretty much everything. Mm, do you ever visit chat any lines, child 90s. pornography websites? Oh, God. Going right I most it. certainly do not. Do you ever visit any pedophile websites? No. This is over. No, no, this is over. Is there a difference? Okay, next question. Have you ever taken the time to clear your Google history? Ouch. I think this is before Google. I need this to speak be like on your Netscape. Alone. <laughs> Let's go, Father. 
Alta Vista? Right. Yeah. What Ask the hell Jeeves. is that? Jimmy, your client was hardly being forthcoming. Did he strike you as being cooperative? He's scared. What's the crap about porno? The FBI has been tracking What's the crap about porno? sites as part of a general undercover operation. Your client was on them. What? Yes. Eek. Your voucher for this guy isn't holding up. Don't lie to me. I am not lying. I would never they do anything. They got proof. I don't care what they have. I would never go on the internet and do anything like that. So how do they get this wrong? They either have the wrong computer or somebody else was on it. A lot of people have access to my office, Jimmy. You got any cameras, Father? Look, Father, and don't argue back. I just want you to listen to what I say real carefully. All right, Keith, this yeah. episode aired May 4th, 98, right? That's right. Okay, so in 1998, in May, we had oh, Netscape. You're right. Netscape and Internet Explorer were the top browsers. I believe it. You want to click onto your AOL? Although <laughs> we were a prodigy family. We were prodigies. We talked about this. I think I might have mentioned it. My password for all of my sensitive things these days is still my prodigy password from way back in the early 90s you hear that russian bots who follow us on instagram full and then answer can you do that those sexy sexy russian bots you don't go to jail for surfing child porn sites on the web you go away forever if you just talk to chris hansen pretty sure you do I understand it's embarrassing to say you talk to boys and girls on the internet. It could even cost you your parish. But we got to be concerned with saving your life here. We can't be caught in a lie. Because if they think you're lying on this internet thing, they'll think you lied about the other. Now you can answer. I did not kill anybody, Jimmy. I did not access any pornography on the internet. I run a that special answer, victims unit, for Christ's sake. <laughs> That's true. Ah, uh, yes. The, the soap the turn away from the ca- turn away from the person into the camera. Fade to black to commercial. That's a tough, a really tough predicament, though. In the in lieu of any other suspects. Victim found in your closet and porno, child porno found on your computer. If, per se, you are not guilty and neither of those things did you have anything to do with, you're in, you're in a tight spot. Yeah, you're pretty fucked, yeah. There's not a lot to get out of that. I'm sleeping with him. You're still sleeping with him. I've tried to avoid him for the last week or so, but it's... So... He is not a bad man, Eugene. Illinois, he's a criminal. You know, there are a lot of good people who leave out a few things when they're filing their tax returns. There are a lot of honest people who take home a few pencils from the office. He's got kids. Insurance fraud is a billion-dollar industry. Come on, he's not bilking billions of dollars. I haven't gotten laid in years, Eugene. Jimmy committed a little bank fraud. We didn't just overlook it. We hired him because we knew. Yeah, all right, so, sidebar... Isn't bank fraud every bit as bad as insurance fraud? Uh, let me check my notes. Yep. Yeah, so I think she's got a point here. 
Maybe they should put him on retainer. I may be in love with him. Oh, Christ, Eleanor. And he trusts me. How can I not tell him? Because you'll be putting Beck at risk. Eugene, he's not going to hurt Rebecca. Eugene is P-I-S-S-E-D. Eleanor. I like when he takes that deep breath. You can't tell him. You know, you can't. Why aren't they looking at each other? Because, Keith, it was being side-said. Oh, side. Oh, is it more meaningful if you say if you the side say it? Yes. Not during the day. The computer is basically there for everybody. It well, means you already know this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Full time, about eleven. And your desk? You'd see anybody who'd go in, right? During business hours, at night. Well, I'm sure custodians would have access. Did anybody? Okay. We go should talk about. Secretary who works in the church. Churchretary. Churchretary. Guys, this churchretary is played by Christian Clemenson, who uh, you may not know his name, but if you see a picture, you've seen this guy in everything. Mm -hmm. He was in The Big Lebowski, Apollo 13, United 13, J. Edgar, United 93, not United 13. Uh, J. Edgar, he was on Harry's Law. He plays a major character on Boston Legal, which is the spinoff of this show. He was also on, on Ally McBeal. So he is he plays three different characters in this Kellyverse. And here he works at a rectory. Barbara Martin in accounting, but she's 76. I hardly think she's into child porn. Could you make a list of all the people who go in and out of the office? I already have. I gave it to the police. Could they might have a nasty, me? nasty custodian. Mr. Wall, you got any idea who could have done this? Not Father Ryan. You sure? Yes. How? I know him. You know anything else, Mr. Wall? I just know that it couldn't be Father Ryan. Guys, that's TV for I did it. It also, that's two people. It also makes me realize how sort of ridiculous and nonsensical character witnesses are. Outside of how they play to a jury. A character right. witness, what is, I, I, I could, I, I've known you forever. If someone was like, Keith murdered three young homeless people, I'd be like, not nah, Keith. Of course it wasn't Keith. But that doesn't really mean anything. You just haven't killed me, is all you I really know. I, it, it's true, yeah. It's secondhand information, even though it's corroborated. The mainstream media. Just because everyone saw him do it. It was a fine. It, it was a perfect I murder. It was a perfect murder. Here. It was Completely a perfect murder. Look, Bobby, if you're over her, then what's the problem? And if you're not. Wait, oh. Jupiter, no. She's a great lawyer. We all know it. It would be a huge coup. The question goes to all the personal stuff. Well, as questions go, that's a good one. If you think no, fine. You know, we haven't think. taken any time to actually deliver. I just assumed she was not going to join the practice. You mean the, this firm? This firm, yeah, that she was going to stay opposing counsel. Donald I like, Young and Frett. Because it, you know, it keeps the kind of uh, the, the competition. Right, right, because they can battle each other in court. Furtive, yeah. Is furtive a word? Furtive with a V? Yes. 
Yeah, furtive is a word. Well, but I, I'm now thinking maybe she does join. Interesting. Well, we're. I guess we're going to find out. First, she, she makes a good, if, if I good case it. for her. And why would you handle it? You know, that strikes me as a little too healthy. I'll handle it because it makes sense to. Now that I'm partner, I'm vested here, Bobby. I'm not stopping at painting the walls. At least you're about, about that. Excuse me? First it's partner, now you're bringing in your friends, building up your little power nucleus. Excuse Eugene. me? I like Helen Gamble, so Bobby. what's the problem, Eugene? The problem is she'd be in your camp, and that makes me especially nervous. What are you nervous. so insecure about? I'm insecure about you not leaving off with just a paint job. Hold on. Both of you hold on, Eugene. You were in my office supporting Lindsay and her plans for growth. Supporting the idea of growth, yes. I'm not in favor of her taking what, over. Taking you put over? her and Helen Gamble together. Let me spring in all these little power hey. plays. Look, Stop talking she over hates each criminals. Other. You know Helen hates criminals. I'm not going to spend my days reading the fine print on stock well, options. Who said anything about that? I signed up with you, Bobby. You chauvinistic pig. No wonder your shirts shrink. Wait, what? Awesome callback to the episode where the guy. Sh- Thought he thought he shrunk his shirts. Yes, but uh, I, 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 I'm not. His his arguments are sound. That doesn't make him a chauvinist. Well, I, I mean, outside of that, it, it's an awesome callback to the small shirts. But what do what does being a chauvinist have to do with the size of your shirt? Well, that guy accused him of being racist because he, he like I forget the reason why, but he accused he no I I. I I remember what happened, but she's she's drawing a connection to chauvinism and and two small shirts. I think she's she's make, drawing a connection of chauvinism and racism. She's saying you're both those things, right? But what does that have to do with shirts? That's oh. the part of the. That's the that's the re, that the shirts were the catalyst of that guy calling him a racist. Have we talked about a completely nonsensical point long enough? <laughs> Do you think we could we could beat this into a dead shirt for a while? He deserved that. I walked out of the uh, laundromat today. Jen and I were both going to drop our clothing off because we have this thing tomorrow where there's just like no time to do it. And I dropped off both bags and they weighed them and it was 41 pounds. So it was like $46. And so I said, no, no, I'll just do it Monday. And I walked out with them. <laughs> oh, no. What thing are you doing tomorrow? We have, we're doing a benefit concert for some guy. Oh, fancy. No, I'm going to go to the opening of Slave Play. Oh, that's cool. What now? Yeah. The victim had a one-room studio in Brighton. Police searched it. Turned up email correspondence from your client. We also lifted prints that match Father Ryan's. Telephone records also show the father called the boy from his residence. Here's the deal. If he cooperates and confesses... So somebody is either really you. trying hard to set up Father Ryan Otherwise, or Father Ryan... All the way. Bunked and killed this kid. If they could make murder one, she wouldn't offer murder two. Agree to nothing. Now, Jimmy, this this father. It doesn't sound full on madmanning it now. Drinking whiskey in the office. It can't be. Although to be fair, my work has free beer. Look, if you kill somebody, you're not gonna hide him in your. Keith, that lamp in the background there looks like an award that somebody won in the your own office, right? Oh yeah, for being There's gotta good be better school? ways to get away with murder than hanging the victim in your own closet. Well, you're assuming it has to make sense. I know him, Bobby. This makes no sense. Speedback alert. 
They've got a security camera in their hallway, so you can see who's coming now. And that's the third time this episode we've seen who's coming, and then we see them come to the office. Yes, yes, because they're coming. I just meant they're using it as Not a everything device. Everything is so cut and dried, Eleanor. I hope you never have to be in my shoes. Did you come in here to lecture me? You fight in here for people that commit homicides. Those but people are called clients. I don't sleep with them. I represent the them. The fact that you did sleep with me should count for something. Why don't you look by my faults, for God's sake? It's a crime. It's not a fault. Yeah, it's a crime, damn it. It's a crime against an insurance company. If you came in here to paint yourself as Robin oh, Hood. I, I came in no, here to... People do get hurt. People do die. Your colleagues stage accidents and innocent people get killed. I have never been involved in anything but, where anyone has gotten killed. But you could be. And you know that, Fred. How can you stand there and pretend God this is damn it, Fred. Yes, Cameron. Fuck yeah. It is criminal. It is immoral. I'm getting out of it. I swear I'm getting out of it. Okay. Oh. It's a little too late. It makes a difference that he's getting out of, it, out of it after he got caught, as opposed to well, before being caught. Well, he doesn't know that he's caught. Consider me punished. Oh, you mean caught by her? Caught by her. Because I love you. You know, he's been uniformly excellent treated? as well. Yeah. Oh, Rebecca Washington. No, she ratted him out! What? She's working with the DA, Fred. She already got you on camera once, and she's planning to come in again tomorrow and get some more footage. Only I'm going to call her and tell her not to go. So this is a fascinating conundrum for Eleanor. I got to so think what, on it. I got to chew it yeah, for a second. All right, you chew, chew on it, because I, I want to hear what you would do in this situation. Because, like, she genuinely... Loves him, and I think at this point he's proven that he's not with her as part of the scam to protect himself. It seems like his feelings are also genuine. Yeah, I mean, that's the conundrum. I mean, I hate to say it on recording and beam it out into the internet, but the truth is, is you do crazy shit for people you love, you lie for people you love, you... You know, we don't all live righteous existences, you know what I mean? And I think that if I truly love someone, if my wife was in some trouble and... I had to, and I knew that someone was coming to to catch her in something shitty the next day. I think I would tell her. You know what I mean? I think I would do what I could do to get her out of that pickle. It's not yeah, like well, it's different. It's different if she, you know, if Eleanor's like, "I'm going to j- get into the schemes with you." That'd be a different conversation. But she's trying to help out somebody. She's set there in love with each other. I mean, that's yeah. You hear that, Jen? Mike will help you dispose of the body. Well, but look up. We'll put it in the closet. Just put it in the closet. There's just, no just room. Just hang it up. There's like, no room. In, the important sh- thing is to hang it up neatly. But yeah, I, you know, honestly, though, I think this is exactly why uh, you can't be forced to testify against your spouse. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, there you are. Also, if they had accused my wife of this crime that this episode's about, I could say definitively it wasn't her because you can't get a goddamn you thing it. in her closet. Nothing could go in this closet. This closet is so full, you couldn't put a bobby pin in that closet, let alone a dead kid. <laughs> you work late? Well, save it for the stand, Dex. Save it for the stand. I want to know what you know. 
I already told you what I know. But you're hiding something. You either tell me why, or I'll go to the police. Creepy secretary, Keith said you did it, so you better come up with some exculpatory evidence. Well, he said on television, I just know it couldn't be him. He's sleeping with the father. They're together. I had an affair with the Lawson kid. Oh, Oh, shit. Homosexual affair. Yes, that's how it works, Jimmy. Jesus, Jimmy, that's I'm the one you. who likes young boys. You're missing the point. You're a gay? It was me on the internet. Me sending the emails. Holy shit. But I didn't kill him. Father Ryan found out he killed the boy. He. What, what, what? sense does that make? Mr. Baluti, I'm a terrible typist. Oh, I'm not sitting shit. here for my office skills. Father Ryan and I are lovers. Oh, God. All right, wait. So let's unpack that. Okay, so what he just said was that the priest and the secretary are in a relationship. The secretary had an affair with the 16-year-old, was also the one on the computer with the porn. And he just, like, admitted that. Just like, yeah, it was me, whatever. But that when the priest caught him with the kid, the priest killed the kid and hung him up in his own closet. Okay, but they've already arrested the priest, right? So you would assume that the priest would rat this guy out before he would have to rat the priest out. Like, it seems a, a very convenient time to come out with this admission. Well, I'm not even sure what's convenient about it, right? Because, like, if you're the secretary and your objective is... You're, you're, you're saying the priest killed him, right? The police already think the priest killed him. So what is the secretary's reason for saying anything? Yeah, I mean, certainly point. to confessing to having an affair with an underage kid, like... Like what is his mo- like what what's his objective saying all these things? Yeah, he's not even helping the priest in any sort of way. It's- he's not helping him he's putting himself in crazy jeopardy and he's not helping or hurting the priest. You know the only because person they already could- have the priest dead to rights. The only person who could possibly understand this is uh John Larroquette. There you go. We might do we have another Larroquette? Which you know <laughs> I, I just have I just have to point out I it just dawned on me, uh, if this guy's truly a sociopath who murders people and inserts himself into the into the process, that is the second gay character on this season, the third gay character we've seen in the entire series, and two of them are murdering sociopaths. Well, just saying. You know who else says that? Murderers and rapists. <laughs> oh, wait, that's Hispanics. I'm sorry. Sorry, Trump. I didn't mean to misquote you. <laughs> oh, what the hell no. am I supposed to do now? But there are I'm some sorry. very, there's some very sorry? fine people, too. You're sorry? Eleanor, we've been working on this thing for two years. Sorry, months. Tom. We're just we're going after Trump there. today for no you reason. You it, and you tell me you're sorry. I'm very sorry. 
And Eleanor and doesn't want any consequences. Of She's justice. like, I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell you that I told him. Come on, Rebecca. But I'm How not going to accept not? any culpability. I'm standing in front of him eye to eye. How moral is but that? But this is precisely what a conflict Look, of interest is. I don't want to And why we it. try to avoid them. But I do. And he trusts me. And I am telling you that... Truth is, they should have told her the second they found out. They waited. They sat on it, too. Yeah, everybody kind of sat on this when they this, shouldn't have. Even so Spivak sat on something. it. No, she sat... Oh, forget it. It was a sex joke. But I couldn't let him walk into it either. Mike is thirsty. I don't know that I won't arrest you. Then do it. All right. I think we can all agree these are pretty extreme circumstances. Look, you have enough to arrest him anyway. Did you tell him about Jimmy's involvement? No. And he still doesn't know Jimmy works at your firm? No. But Spivak knows Rebecca and Berluti are together. And if he he promised, he wouldn't tip off Map. Oh, he promised you. Yes, and I know he'll keep it. Because he loves you. Oh, Dickie. Okay, okay. Living up to your name, buddy. I'm going to pick him up now and arrest both of them. P.S. Little set deck thing I noticed here. Hanging up in both Helen's office and the practice's office out. is a Boston Globe uh, calendar. Yeah, I did see that too. Manila envelopes. Manila, manila folders everywhere. Thank you. Well, they're lawyers. They use a fair amount of them. They all get paid Manilan fans. Oh, we haven't seen Helen and Bobby nice. alone together lately. Yeah, well, uh, some Consider this people my job their relationships before their work. It's been known to happen. Something uh, possessed Lindsay to actually share with me. She's running around making job offers. Oh, yeah, I, I know it's crazy. That's what I told her. Crazy aside, is it something you'd consider? Is it something you'd consider? Oh, I'm considering it. I'm considering it's it all long. a lie. I'm considering it Why hard. would he say it? I, I don't know. He said you times killed that kid. Why would he say it? Ask I don't know. You're going to go to your grave saying, I don't know. Jimmy, I did not kill that kid. Back with the priest. And what were you doing in his apartment? I was never there. They found your prints there. Yeah, that's how police what? work. Your works. fingerprints. They priest. lifted them from inside the kid's place. Father. Truth time. What the hell is going on here? You know, I have a question. Hold on. I have... So, the police find uh, fingerprints and all the stuff at the kid's place. And so, whoever, whichever of them is having an affair with the kid, the kid's 16. The kid's place is going to be with his parents. Like, it's not like he has his own apartment. He's 16. What's going on here? I'm very confused. You called this kid. Jimmy, there are some things I do know, but I learned them in a confession, and I can't reveal anything I learned during a confession. Father, you're on the hook here for murder. Don't you think I appreciate that? I cannot break the confessional seal, Jimmy. Even to save your own life? No. Oh, shit. That's an even further conundrum. He's actually a good priest, maybe, kind of, potentially. So, you never went to this kid's place. He's duty-bound, you might say. And you never called him. That's right. 
And what about you and your assistant? He is lying. Were you two lovers? No. Then why would he say it? I don't know. He's lying. They're all lying. Everybody's lying. Jimmy, I am not a homosexual. I am not a homosexual. Okay. I thought he might say I'm not a murderer, but... I, I might start with that, yeah. Off. But we'll go I mean, with like, that. We'll go with I'm not gay. You know, both him and Jimmy, it's like, all right, so you have illegal pornography, you have murder, you have sex with an underage kid, but I'm not gay! Then what? <laughs> and I should know, my mom's gay. I like this place, Lindsay. Mrs. So Berluti is gay. But you want it to change. You keep using the word grow, but you really mean change. Now, I like being a criminal defense lawyer. And your plan, whether you know it or not, is to phase out criminal defense work. Eugene, I'd only be looking for a balance. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. But it, if we're representing some airline, and there's this sudden TRO needing all of us to respond, and I got a kid who's looking to avoid a parole violation, it's not going to be the airline that gets kicked to the curb. That won't happen. Lindsay. If a lawyer wants to be rich, if a law firm wants to be flush, you got to dedicate yourself to corporate clients. Listen to me. I I've had ten offers to cross the street. I want to stay here because I like what we are, who we are. I want growth. I want Bobby. I, I want mean change. growth. I love you this know, place. I like. I love that discussion. Because it's actually about the focus of the firm and what the firm's going to be moving forward. And, you know, the, there's, there's such a line between corporate law and, and uh, criminal law in terms of the clients you're taking, the money you're taking in. And I, I think they both have valid points. I think it's a really interesting discussion. Yeah, and they're also both excellent actors, so it was a very riveting scene also. Indeed. Although she does... I. I She's just a very confident woman, but she is speaking from this place of, like, she's the boss. Like, she has this leverage. It feels like she doesn't, but she feels in this conversation like she's got some leverage. But I guess it's because she's got Bobby on the hook a little bit. She's reeling him. Well, I mean, yeah. Is she I, I, Her leverage comes from her being awesome at lawyering mm. and having been very successful and having this sort of kick-ass reputation. Whereas, you know, uh, other than... Bobby, um, Eugene has the biggest piece of the firm. They don't, you know, they're all partners, but they're not all equal partners. So Eugene is is technically the number two. I mean, let's, who are we kidding? We, we're we pretty confident Eugene's also got the biggest piece. You know what I'm saying? 999, nine, nine. Uh, Commonwealth versus Fred Spivak, racketeering, grand larceny by false pretenses. Eleanor Frutt for the defendant. Wave reading, plead not guilty. Question of bail. 100,000, Your Honor. That seems a bit excessive. This is his first offense. The defendant well, is so being Eleanor charged with Eleanor is now going to defend Spivak, her boyfriend, in a case in which her own firm is the one setting him... Speaking of conflict of interest, holy moly. Well, I mean, to be fair, Helen did have two cops killed, so... This racketeering offense there is the risk of his but family how long are we going to hold that against how long are we going to hold murder against her it's not like she murdered substantial oh, wait, jail time here 50,000 bond five cash 
I think that's low, Your Honor. Shoot me. The clerk will notify on scheduling. Next. Come. So this is a tricky web we weaved. Will they do something interesting to get us out of the web? Or will they have something crazy happen, like while he's on bail, he splits town and leaves her high and dry? Which would be the cop-out way. Commonwealth versus Aaron Boucher, solicitation. Are you crazy? Only helping him out until we find another lawyer. We? It's just an arraignment, Helen. Eleanor, you're too smart for this. You shouldn't be representing him. It's just for the arraignment. All right, Jimmy is Again. entering. You moving in while your client's in jail? Creepy secretary. I don't find you funny. I don't like you. And even if Father Ryan what weren't gay, I can't see him What could possibly be unlikable about you. that guy? I can see him feeling sorry for you. Given that I'm the guy holding the motive card, a card the police are looking for, I think you'd pretend to like me. Oh, he thinks he's holding something. Here's how I see it. You and the victim were lovers. You killed him. Then you confessed to Father Ryan. You probably told him where you left the body too. His prints at the kid's place? Coffee cups, couple of books. Things you could have left on the father's desk and planted in the victim's apartment. The phone calls. You probably left messages for Father Ryan to call you there or something. Sounds like a plan. Perfect. Because it's all wrapped up inside a confessional seal, which a good priest won't break for nothing. And Father Ryan is a good priest. Well, Jimmy? You would know him. And I'm getting a beat on you, too. He's getting oh, a beat? Oh, Tom Brady, getting a beat. That's a gun thing. We know that. I thought he said beat there. No, beat. Gun thing. Gun thing. We got it, Tom. Uh-oh. Jimmy. Watch out, Jimmy. Jimmy. Counsel? Close enough. Well, he just shot Jimmy! Three times. Oh, shit. That dude just full-on shot Jimmy three times in the chest. Coming through! Is Jimmy wearing a... Now... Why wasn't he wearing a vest if he thinks that guy killed somebody? Why would you just go to a murderer's house and confront him by yourself with no protection? That is a really good question, and I think we just found out why that was a bad idea. We're mid ER episode now. Bobby's sprinting in over Coach Charles. He's going into surgery. I have to see him. I am Bobby Donald, and I will see Jimmy. Can't go in there. I'm number one on the call sheet. Oh my god! So we I just will be had right Jimmy there. shot. Now that is not something Mike thought was going to happen. No. Did you tell Map? What happened? Jimmy Berluti just got shot. Did you tell Roland Map? No. How did he find out? Roland Map would never kill anybody. Did you tell him? No. Oh God, no. Please, no. They're all at the hospital now. It's a boy. He's in surgery. <laughs> a big boy. They don't know. They don't know. 
Also, and I might might be a stretch here, if you're a murderer guy at the church and you're literally standing point blank, why not just shoot him in the head? Be sure you did it right. That would be the more professional... You know, if you're professional enough to hang a naked dude up in a priest's closet, yeah, you'd think, you'd know, you'd know to double tap. Yeah, come on, Jimmy. I mean, let's... Jimmy's a little bit heavier. He's got some like built-in bulletproof vesting. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> yeah, if one of us is gonna get shot, I hope you're in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for that. Although to be fair, I did consider that when I was wrestling a knife out of a woman's hand. I'm like. <laughs> Thank God I got a little protection. Stab me in the stomach. You got to yeah. stab pretty far to get and hit anything important. You're gonna need more than a box cutter, baby. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. We're definitely laughing over your. I suspect peril Jimmy right makes now. it. I think Jimmy's he's out of surgery, okay. but it'll be a while before we know. His injuries were abdominal. Nothing hit the heart. Where is he? I see you. Now, Mr. Kelly, you should have done this next episode because then you leave a, a pre and a last at the end of the season cliffhanger. That's true. Will Jimmy this make it? Does feel like a season finale, but there's still one more episode. It doesn't. I mean, I guess it could be season penultimately. Penultimately. He's in a coma. Tell me again what that is. We're not sure if his brain was deprived of oxygen. He's in a coma. Can I yes. see him? Not yet. We'll move him to a bigger room later, maybe. But until then, Doc. Oh, I just grabbed the doctor's hand. Sure did. What are his chances? Are you renewed for next season? Then pretty good. That alley's that alley. Uh, Tell me really what you know. I don't know anything. He told me something about a confession. Even if there were, I certainly can't break the seal. Father, a man's life is on the line. My here. life is on the line. You have a right to your life, not Jimmy's. I love Jimmy more than you could possibly know. Save him. Okay, a couple things. One, Bobby's unhinged. Two, that's a weird thing for a priest in his particular position to to say. <laughs> Which one? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I love Jimmy more than you can possibly know. Yeah, a priest should never, ever say anything like that <laughs> ever again. Not good. What if whoever did this wants to finish the job? When a parishioner, any parishioner enters the confessional, he has got to be able to rely on his... Wait, they know where Jimmy was shot. That guy seemed to walk right inside afterwards. It it shouldn't take. It's not a huge stretch of logic to figure out who did it. No, absolutely. And every well beyond that, everybody's still thinking it's uh, connected to the Spivak case, which is nonsense. Like he's he's investigating a murder. He went to the murder case. You don't think it's related to that in some fashion? This priest. <sighs> if he can't, it's meaningless. I would love to make exceptions, but what are we to do? Some things we'll keep quiet and others we won't. Yes. Father. Yes, that. I'm a Catholic. There is nothing. No, yes, I've had sex with a couple of women on my couch outside of marriage at the same time, but eh, Catholic. Godly. Well, also, when we're when we're talking about the you know, the uh, confession the confessional seal, which I totally get. Like, I get why that's important. I get the value of that. But it's the same thing with therapy, right? There are exceptions 
to doctor client privilege even in therapy because if you say oh i'm going to go murder that guy the therapist is duty bound speaking of to then call the cops so i i i would imagine that you would think there would be some similar rules although i don't think a therapist can can involve the cops if you say i killed somebody yesterday i think it has to be danger in the future i'm going I'm to kill somebody sure. tomorrow yeah, Covering that's what they call the cops. And protecting somebody who might kill again. I'm sorry. I can't help you. Wow. Another ep- opportunity for David Kelly uh, that I appreciate that they let it breathe. A lot yeah. of silence in this scene that I talked over. That's, that's what our job is. We don't think Roland Mapp is involved. He's white-collar. Nothing to indicate he would hire a hit. Jimmy is the witness to put him away. Yeah, but he would know we know that. It doesn't figure to be him. They're letting you in there? I'm not sure if he can hear us. If he can, it may be good, according to the doctors. You okay? Jimmy said something about maybe the, the priest could be covering up for somebody else. I don't think so. Uh-oh. He's the killer. Spivak's here. I'm pretty sure. Spivak. You didn't do this, did you? Anything new? Oh, he wouldn't even talk to Helen. No, he would not. And Bobby won't talk to him. Uh, Jimmy's uh, Eugene again. Uh, now we're all here. It's me, Lindsay. I called your mother and told her that you'd be okay. So they're all She's standing around his I called bed. your lesbian mother and told her he'd be okay. Eleanor Spivak's here. Doesn't Spivak have a first name? They couldn't get to IMDb. <laughs> Alright, Frut. What do you got, Frut? Everybody's mad at everybody. Just don't give up, Jimmy. Don't give up. Just tell me Map didn't find out about this. He couldn't be connected to anything like this. Are you okay? Map is the doctor, right? Or is the... Look, no, Matt is the guy who was running the scheme. We have a right? meeting set up with the DA tomorrow, so... The mobby-looking guy we met last week. I'll call. Sure. And if we get the loan, which which I know we will, we'll be able to break through the walls, and maybe we can each get our own private offices. Eugene is so excited. So they're all talking to Jimmy while he's out. Jimmy, if you can hear me... Eugene, of course, Eugene is wearing a cashmere v-neck. Hey, Jimmy. You know what? Yeah. Rebecca wants to cut her hair again. No, especially after Ali McBeal crossover just two weeks ago. She's trying ago. to make you laugh. This very serious, beautiful scene over all these terrible synth instruments. Try to wake up, Jim. Like, oh, it's just really jarring. Crossfade could, to the rosary. I may be the only person who actually notices the synth instruments, but it's bad. strings aren't terrible it's the like weird horns it, like i can't even tell is that supposed to be a horn is that supposed to be a clarinet? what is that supposed to be i like that the whole office is in the is they're all waiting while he's in a coma nobody's going home taking shifts they're all there all oh night. and that's that's great bobby's pulling on his shirt i mean if you really loved him bobby you would have made him a partner instead he's gonna have to die in a coma he's gonna die an associate 
Nothing. He, uh, he moves his feet sometimes. He farted three Isn't times. Smelled like tacos. Just neurological. <laughs> I literally had that joke lined up. <laughs> <laughs> two for two, buddy. <laughs> I'll be back a little later. I think we should do... Super creepy doctor! Doctor who seems he doesn't give half a shit what happens to Jimmy. He sure doesn't. That is Daniel Tam, who was uh, did an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, was in Black Beauty. He is no now no longer an actor, but he works for the L.A. Mayor's Office. Oh, okay. I was the better podcast. I looked it up. His career's not over, Keith. He's, it's just in a coma. Nah. Workshopping it. Jimmy. We'll, we'll get it next time we do this episode. Hear me. Try to wake up. If you could... I'll make you a partner if you wake if up. If you could try to wake up, Jimmy, it would be best. All your reflexes and things are good. They're there isn't any spinal injury. You better get that oopsie, Dylan. You better get that oopsie. To wake up. <laughs> he wants it. If you can hear me. He saw the new graphics and was like, now I really want one. Try, Jimmy. Bobby, maybe we shouldn't push him. The doctor says, Susan, the longer he stays on the. Oh, he's in it. Come on, Jimmy. He's squeezing Bobby's hand. hand. Well, it could have been a reflex. No. If you can hear me, squeeze my hand again, Jimmy. If you can hear me, sexually harass Rebecca. <laughs> One more time. If you can hear me, squeeze my hand. Come on. Squeeze. He's squeezing my Come hand. Come on, Jimmy. Oh my He's squeezing. squeezing my hand. He can hear me. He's squeezing. He's squeezing my hand. Jimmy. Shh. Wait, wait, wait. What's a good sign, right? It's a great sign. Now, I think we should let him relax a little. He'll wake up when he wakes up. Just let him rest and sleep. Now, so pause get, it right there. Let me get this Is straight, you, Doctor. You've yeah. studied coma victims for years and years, and you have a doctoral degree. Let me get this right. I don't want to mess it up. Okay. He'll wake up when uh -huh. he wakes up? Oh, is that how that works? Apparently, that's the diagnosis here. Okay, very good. Now, if you look behind him, we see a very obvious uh, mural backdrop behind the window of, like, a cityscape. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> which even in standard definition doesn't really hold up and looks pretty cheesy. <laughs> it makes me wonder, this whole hospital set, right, which is fairly extensive here, do you think it was a redress of a different hospital show? Or yeah. or do you think they actually built this for this episode? No, it seems it seems redressed. And also, because that, that ER kind of, when that, that first shot where they're wheeling him through the ER seems yeah. very used. ER? <laughs> yeah yeah really yeah i wonder what lot they were on and whether they did abc have a, should all go a get doctor show no, i'm staying this General kind Hospital? of vigil sometimes can be stressful yeah? for a patient well totally i'll get rid of everybody else but uh i'm staying all right you turn state on map we agree to consider it in sentencing we need something more formal than consideration. I can't give it to you, Elner. Your case isn't that tight. Oh, it's tight enough. 
and I'd rather lose him than make a promise that we can't. We're not completely sure that he or Map aren't connected with Jimmy being shot. I'm not. Fine, turn state against Map. We're done here. No, we're not. I'll do it. I don't care what the terms are. I'm going to plead guilty to everything. Come on, Fred, don't. You're fired. He's coming clean. He's a good guy. Whatever you want. Yeah, who at some point need a reason to feel proud of their father. Yeah, that was you, Frut. They're at least less ashamed. Drop the deal. Okay. Mr. Donald, is he okay? I'm Barry Wall. He'd just come to see me before. Look who just showed up so in the hospital. What the fuck? It's the guy who shot him. I hope so. Um... He, he really shouldn't see any visitors. Oh, actually, I thought I'd talk to you. I, uh, didn't tell the police this. And I, I don't know how up to speed you are with everything. Well, I haven't told everything the police know. What didn't you tell them? Well, uh, Father Ryan is kind of a connected guy. And I'm afraid that once Jimmy learned the truth, even though he was his lawyer, he might have considered him a liability. You're telling me that the father might have had Jimmy hit? All I'll say... No, they would have shot him in the head. This isn't a model priest. Well, Jimmy thought so. I mean, he was, he was sure of it. He's really going to be all right? His heart rate's going up. He's listening to this. He's moving his fingers. Oh, he's making a gun sign. Give me a break, Jimmy. Come making on. A gun sign. Bobby and Bobby's sees it. figuring it out. Bobby's Bobby puts it together. Eye acting. When's the last time you saw Jimmy? This guy's dumb. The church. Oh, he was gonna oh. run away? Yes. He made Bobby's a break got him for up it. against the wall. They're fighting over Jimmy. Oh, yeah, there's a full-on fist fight. Oh, he put it through a window. He's Bobby dangling is dangling. Out a window. Oh, look at that. You don't want to do this. Look at that green screen. Did you shoot him? It's a terrible green screen. It's the worst. He's literally hanging him out a window. You don't think I'm crazy enough? Did you shoot him? Uh, now, you said your you said your confession was uh, obtained under duress. Can you explain what du that duress was, sir? <laughs> I was literally being held out of an eight-story window <laughs> by the defense attorney here. Uh, guys, what the fuck just happened? I don't know, but. If uh, you've just been listening to us, do yourself a favor, find Please. yourself Hulu and get to minute 40 or minute 38 of yeah. season two, episode 28, because that shit was about as but, B movie camp as you can get. What the hell? <laughs> Woo. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Eugene's got a different cashmere sweater on. He's got a closet full of them. Because, you know, because his closet isn't filled with dead, naked kids. So he's got more room for uh, sweaters. Yes, that is attempted murder, Bobby. Sorry about that. Sure is. shot Jimmy. What? Jimmy. Jimmy, get in here. He made his hand into a gun. You're bleeding. You okay? I'm okay. I'm fine. And hopefully not under arrest. It's normal size. Jimmy? They all call me Big Head. It's normal size. I know it's a regular head. <laughs> yeah, it is, Jimmy. It's normal size. <laughs> what the hospital? It's happening. Can you, can you see me? Oh, you look awful, Bobby. But I, uh, I feel good. I just, oh, I, I just hung the man out of a window. Oh, he shot me. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. His head's on me. Get his head off me. Mine's no size. <laughs> Look at the drop behind Rebecca. Yeah, it's really hysterical. It looked like the uh, backdrop for your community theater production of uh, Lily's Eyes or uh, Secret Mary Wall yeah, just was. confessed to killing Donald Lawson. He also confessed to shooting Jimmy Berluti. Thank God. Thank God. He went to that hospital probably to make sure Jimmy didn't wake up. The seal is sacred, Miss Campbell. So is human life, Father. Mm. You're free to go. He didn't do it after all. Drop that queen of spades on me again, and you are dead. Stop trying to win the card. Maybe you won't bite the queen. Bed, which, to be fair, Jimmy, stop looking at my hand. Been shot in the chest you three times, and he's sitting up Can't like play playing that. cards. Stop telling me how to play. I will tell you, you're playing for me. Like I get it, he's not dead. You're gonna but shoot like, the moon. Don't fool me. If I wanted to, I, I would imagine that probably hurts. Just play. <laughs> he's badass. Also, hold on. So we're. What we're seeing here is Helen looking through the door into Jimmy's room as they're playing cards, and it's like this really sweet moment. But directly behind them is another door leading into, I guess, another room that has caution tape up on it. But that's nowhere near where the fight happened and where you would imagine there would be caution tape. Keith, you're distracting from the moment of... Helen deciding, hey, maybe this is a team. They're more of a family, and, and I never had a family, and maybe I want to join this one. Yeah, okay, well, little urchin Helen, like, also, they just blew out the window on an eight-story building, and they didn't <laughs> even move rooms. <laughs> that That is more of a, a pressing matter. It's quite drafty in here. It's super drafty. There's like a pigeon on <laughs> running around. Group. Like, what happened oh, yeah. to the door behind them? Maybe that was the room. And they moved them across the hall. Then they didn't do that good of a job redressing it. Oh. But that but that's a good uh it's a good fix. I'll buy that. <laughs> Little orphan Helen is staring greedily through the window. 
And that's it. Holy moly. Did I, did I or did I not text you saying this episode was going to be bonkers? You unplugged your mic. Mike unplugged his mic. You stinker. You stinker. Okay, well, that was a thing that we watched. I can't wait to hear what you thought about that episode. It really took a turn there. It really got, it really went insane. It really went insane. I did say something about how would they wrap this all up and get us out of this web? Would it be a cop-out? It was not a cop-out. They, they, they went bold. They went bold. And you know what we have to do? We have to boldly go into... Ladies and gentlemen, the Out of Practice Podcast, in unofficial, unsolicited, unfactual association with David E. Kelly Productions, proudly present... Oopsie. The Oopsies. Celebrating excellence in acting good, lawyering good, guesting good, and being Tom Brady. Not to mention, this is where we rate the episode and stuff. Now, here are your hosts, Keith and Mike. Huh? What the hell are the Oopsies? God damn it. I talk Every over time. our unnamed friend. Every single time, and it's the best part. The the whole thing is so good. You know, it's my own fault. All right. Well, it is time for the first oopsie entitled... Well, Keith. Yes? A lot of choices here. Something, though, if I remember from being a kid, I, there's an old saying that goes, you get the oopsie if you take a bullet. And oh, yeah. in his pursuit of the truth, in his pursuit of lawyering good for his priest, Jimmy got shot three times yeah. and then still fingered the perp by <laughs> coming through a coma, beating a coma to give yeah. the, he shot me shoot a McGavin symbol. I yeah. don't, I, it would be criminal not to award the best lawyer oopsie to Jimmy Berluti. Yeah, I, you know, I remember the first time, you know, my father sat me down and told me that if you get shot, you get the oopsie. It, I, it was, it was a really, it was a good moment. It's not as awkward a conversation as you thought it would be. No, no, but it really made a lot of sense. And yes, I think absolutely. Jimmy, not only he he uncovered the murderer, like he solved the case, as well as fingered the perp, uh, got himself shot in the process. Uh, so, congratulations, Jimmy Berluti, on your MVL first one in a while. Glad now, to have you back. If and if we uh, we'll talk about that later. It's not time for whatever it is that you were going to talk about. <laughs> it is time for. Already famous because you've been on TV. I don't know the lyrics. First entry on your IMDb. Way to go! It's only episode 36. You are the best guest actor. You are the best guest actor on the episode. Keith, I have a sort of a radical thought on this one. Oh, okay. 
Um, I don't know anybody's names, though, so... There's uh, a shock. Okay, so conventional wisdom would say that the the front runner for this would have to be uh, Dan Florick as Father Michael Ryan. Uh-huh. Fine, fine actor. Uh, not Speaking of one note, not only is this... It was this this character written as one note it was written as one line all he said was i don't know i didn't do it i can't say many different colors of that did some great work but he was really served a very very limited uh plate of goods which to be fair uh is often what innocent people don't know that that like an, an innocent person is usually the person with the least information. Yeah. And so when somebody <laughs> says, "I have no idea what happened," that is what an innocent person, a, a guilty person, says. Well, you see, I was at five o'clock. I was doing this, mm-hmm. and I think it's this, and I think it's that. This, that, the other thing. He actually behaved reliably like an innocent person does. Well, like every true crime documentary you 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 watch, and somebody's like, "I told you everything I know," but then they remember other stuff. If you're going right. to tell them everything you know, just tell them all of it in the first time. Right, but you, you want to know what a guilty person says? Well, the, I the just did know it? it couldn't have been him. I know, Keith. You swore you sort of spoiler alerted really early in this episode. By the well, way, well, but to be fair, I also spoiler alerted when I saw it the first time. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't. That, it didn't take a Jimmy Berlini to figure it out. The first time I saw that, I'm like, oh, got it. So, I want to give my nomination to. Uh, Somebody who's been being portrayed as sort of a DB, a DB, a dub, a <laughs> <laughs> how, how are those talking words going? A douchebag for like the past three episodes, but actually was given more levels and really played a nuanced role here and com- completed his redemption arc. I want to give it to J.C. McKenzie as Dr. Fred Spivak. Interesting. Really, okay. I really want to commend yeah. him for a great portrayal. He's kind of been being written as one note for the past couple episodes, but we saw his full kind of arc, and he wants to, his kids to be proud of him. He really loves Eleanor. All those scenes were really beautiful. I, I want to give it to him. J.C. McKenzie, very interesting. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I, I mean, I really like the... There's there's so many... This is more of like a tires thing, but there's so many times where the character turns back for the bad mm. and so rarely does somebody turn for the good and like redeem themselves but i i'm gonna give it to a character who was bad right from the very beginning all the way to the very end creepy lawyer and that not lawyer creepy secretary, secretary christian clemenson who uh did a really good job with a bizarrely written character yeah uh so congratulations to our good friends J.C. McKenzie and Christian Clemenson with your most valuable guest actor. Oopsies, that's not what it's called, but it was today. <laughs> Which brings us to... You killed your podiatrist or blew the case But you let a single tear run down your face You're the best actor on the show From his... Very toned down and uh, nuanced, calm portrayal in his uh, conversations with Lindsay about welcoming Helen into the practice, to his 
casual, flirty, yet professional conversations with Helen about joining the practice, to his absolute devotion, heart-wrenching dedication to his best friend Jimmy, to his absolute batshit gorilla action star battle with creepy secretary dangling from a window and then punching him like Indiana Jones, I have to give today's best actor oopsie to none other than Dylan McDermott in a tour de force portrayal of Bobby McDonald. <laughs> McDonald. Bobby McRambo McDonald. Bobby McRambo. Yeah. Holy moly. He, he He went for it. He no, he turned it up to an 11 because that is the only thing he could do. Uh <laughs> Yeah, no. I look, he was given some uh exciting material <laughs> and he fucking sold it. <laughs> As best as a human being can sell it. Uh, so, yes, congratulations, Bobby McRambo, Dylan McDermott, for your best actor oopsie. Which brings us to perhaps the oopsiest oopsie of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to announce how many spare tires this episode gets. So, yes, there were some... Uh, meta arc things taking place. The conversation about the Spivak case, the uh, we're changing the office, we're hiring new people. That kind of stuff was pushed forward. But really, this was a freak of the week, the freakiest of the weakiest type of episode. We got a crazy case, we have a crazy bad guy who did it, and we have a crazy batshit finale. Swerved it. I mean, we swerved it last week with the murder, but this week we swerved it a whole different way. We swerved it off the freeway and like into a lake, then through the lake into an airport. I don't know what happened. That's where it's tough. You know, it's all depending on mood. I'm in the kind of mood right now where just fun is awesome. I mean, we could poke so many, there's so many little darts we could throw through the facade here, but I had a, a crazy good time. I really enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, I thought there were some great, I thought the stuff with Eleanor and Spivak was great realistic yep. yeah good really kind of talking about some interesting points about what redeems a character what what would you do for love as you we talked as we talked about sure sure also like you said the conversation between eugene and uh lindsay was really kind of interesting about what type of law do they like to practice interesting piggyback on last week when ali was saying this is not what i want i don't want right? any part sure. of criminal law and now Eugene's talking about how that's what he got into this, why him and Bobby started. This is what they liked. And and so all of that was great. But then also this crazy kind of action movie, this campy action movie also took place in the episode. All that said, it's I really enjoyed it. I think it's, it's a strong episode. Even Jimmy was hilarious in all his stuff at the end. I'm going to give it eight stars, eight tires. <laughs> eight tire eight spare tires yes yes <laughs> commit to it i love it hey just like You're bobby like had to bobby commit. dangling him out of the window <laughs> you commit to the, those eight tires i'm dangling eight tires right out of that goddamn hospital window <laughs> i love it yeah oh how do i break down this episode um 
Well, the, the, there's, I feel like really you got to go episodes. low so that we don't, so that we find a, a, a good average. <laughs> ten, ten tires. It's All the, the tires. best episode of the series. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's really two episodes. You have the Eleanor Spivak stuff, and you have the future of the firm stuff. All told well, acted well, written well. It's it's grounded. It's real. And then you have this like, like you said, this bizarre, like '90s low budget action film, uh, and which not only not only is it sort of not good. The action isn't good. It doesn't <laughs> look good. It's not exciting. You know, and and this goes down to I I think one of my life's greatest lessons like. If you can't do it well, don't do it. Don't try to be something that you're not. Don't try to do something that you aren't. So, uh, yeah. So that part was was bad. The, the part the part that really gets to me, though. Hold on, I gotta say, as 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 hokey as that out the window stuff was, Jimmy doing the wait coming out of a coma to give the the gun sign the guns sign with his hand to, to that for Bobby to figure out that this is the guy who shot me is the dumbest thing i've ever seen <laughs> oh it's so good though oh it is wow it, you know it, it's not good it's not bad it's just wow also uh, why did that guy why did creepy secretary go back to the hospital it's not like he was, was going to try to thus, kill him well and here's where we get to my biggest issue with this episode creepy guys motivation and logic like really think through his arc right he's in four scenes the first scene he sort of tips the hat that he knows more than he's saying all right whatever second scene he admits to an affair with an underage kid and a priest and downloading the pornography the fbi was interested in for no fucking reason i could possibly understand the next scene, he goes and he gets caught by Jimmy. He shoots Jimmy. That sort of made sense. But if he's so smart, I might do it in a way that wasn't literally in my doorstep, <laughs> like right in front of my building. And also in, it, it was at night, but just like on the street. You, would, like, you have to assume that he moved him. Because if they had found him right there in front of the church building, then they never would have thought it was the Spivak thing. No, I think they did. And that's what I was reacting to. That's why I was like, what the fuck are you talking about thinking it's related to Spivak? Like, that was like a lazy red herring there. And thirdly, going to the hospital, right? Okay, so you want to make sure, because you forgot to double tap him, you went to go and see if he was going to survive and finger you. But you didn't have a better plan than to go in there and be super creepy and weird? Yeah, then what like, was he going to do? Kill Bobby and kill Jimmy and then just walk out of the and hospital? Like run out of the hospital? Like, it's it's like this this guy, you know, uh, last episode, last episode, I compared somebody, I compared Trump to a compromised Joey Herrick. But this guy is truly the compromised Joey Herrick because he has all of the desire to implicate himself and be messed up in all this stuff for no reason but without any of the intelligence to execute it in a way that made any sense you know truth that's the truth there so had 
he just stuck by his original premise that look the priest ain't gonna he can't say anything in a confessional first of all why did he even go to the confessional and tell the well, priest uh, like yeah exactly they're, they're, they're saying that him confessing to this to the priest was a plot point as part of his but that how was that in any way part of his plan like 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 how like if you're if your plan is to get away with this murder what does telling the priest about it and he can't say it have to do how does that help you now the more we talk about it let me ask you this what's what's the return policy on used spare tires no you have to fucking commit like (laughs) bobby out the window man i gave it an eight you are you have committed to an eight and you're sticking with that eight (laughs) oh yeah okay you, and, and so this so, whole well, he could have ep- stuck with it he if he had said nothing if he had just when they were like hey what the, he was just like i just work here he'd be okay yeah. he'd be free absolutely <laughs> if he just say nothing i probably would look at the porno on my own computer but you know well no if you're gonna do that do it on somebody else's computer for yeah, god's sake computer that probably was that was safe use the priest like, as a scapegoat for that shit totally but then like don't involve yourself after the he's already been arrested they're they're trying to like make they're trying to make a deal for second degree murder and it seems like a good idea just shut your mouth also you know jimmy i have to i have to admonish the hospital staff i mean the doctor didn't sit the doctor gave the impression that he thought he might make it so why were they all calling him a big head behind his back while he was in a coma there that's pretty fucking rude no, they weren't. He was remembering that from previous episodes. Ah, uh, you sure? Yeah, they they, I, he, they never called him Big Head in this episode. Yeah, but we don't know what the orderlies do when they're kind of changing him at night. God knows they that's, have to change him. That's that's true. Yeah, the orderlies might have been like, this guy's got a big head. <laughs> Did you see a <sighs> cashmere sweater back there? Really nice. Yeah, Ooh, what? I, that, I bet that's comfortable. Yeah, uh, this episode and and... You know, take this with a grain of salt. I I have not written forty two episodes of hour long television in a six month period like Mister <laughs> Kelly did. Uh, you will forever be a badass, and it's amazing. But this feels like a oh god, I've got two more episodes. I can't think of anything. Let's just do something crazy. Maybe maybe nobody will notice that I haven't thought through the logic of this. Yeah, because I got to spend a couple weeks on the finale. Finale is important, right? And it's like. It, this was like, I'll, you know, I'm just going to write a great trailer. Like, Bobby's holding something out of the wing. I don't know why he's doing it. I'll figure it out later. <laughs> and, yeah, it was, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. You're right. It was exciting. It was an interesting episode. I I enjoyed watching it, too. It just makes absolutely no sense and doesn't feel in keeping with what this show is. That's fair. Like, it just. It, it, this was the 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 payoff of a lesser show. Ooh! Like if you're if you're if you're like shots fired three right. I would gut. not be I, I would not be surprised to see this kind of ending on like Blue Bloods or something. But the practice is a better show. Oh, than that. shots fired again, J Lo. Do you hear that? Boom! Take J Lo wasn't on Blue Bloods. Oh, what's that stupid show? She <laughs> that stupid cop show she was in. It already got canceled because oh, okay. they probably had finales like this. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, I mean, this Wait, who's is a better Bloods? show. One of the one of the one of Blue the Bloods Wal- is uh, or whatever? Uh, Magnum PI. They're all. It, it's like the they're all the Reagans. Oh okay. It's like soft Republican propaganda. Isn't Donnie uh, Wahlberg in that? 
What's that? Yeah, yeah Donnie. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my, uh, my brother-in-law was on that for a while. Anyway, uh, so it's just not. It was super entertaining, but just not a. It's just not the practice. All right, shit on David Kelly. Do it. How many tires? Uh, all right. Yeah. No, I just, I literally just wanted for forty-five minutes on that. Sorry, guys. Uh, I give it five tires. All right. So that is eight plus five is 13 uh-huh. divided by two uh-huh. is 6.5. 6.5. We wow. did it. That really brought the Ladies and gentlemen, down. Okay. It's time. We, we're not, we're not going to do the tires again. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. All right. Guys, we made it through the penultimate episode of season two of The Practice. I am so excited to get to season three. If you want to proverbably, proverbably, if you want to, proverbially, per, how do you say that word? Proverbially. If you, <laughs> that's not right either. <laughs> if, if, if you want to, that word, Keith and I, out of the proverbial window, and give us a shitty rating because we deserve it. You can do that on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we would appreciate that. Join the jury. Or you can write us an email at outofpracticepodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on the social medias at outofpracticepodcast. Uh, some pretty funny stuff. And you can check out all of our ratings and such at outofpracticepodcast.blogspot.com. What do we have in store for the season finale celebration next week? That's a good question. Well, we have to decide whether or not we're going to do a season wrap-up episode like we did for season one. Yeah, but that was sort of just bullshit. That's because we were tired, and it was like 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) But we do have to determine all of those rankings, the season winners of all the oopsies. Yeah, we will do that. We're going to have to do that. Yeah. All right, Keith. Well, have a good week, and laser sounds. Laser sounds, sir. What is Wisdom of One? Wisdom of One is the story of me, the brave and powerful hero Skankross 7 and counting. Wisdom of One, there's like all these crazy adventures that we go on. It always has something new. (laughs) This podcast has many, many personality disorders in evidence. See if you can spot them all. The one telling the story is shockingly repressed. Yet another Dungeons and Dragons comedy podcast. Interrupted by long stretches of grunting from Dagon and pointless NPC nonsense you should skip through. Sometimes it's just more fun than real life, I guess. So find us on your podcatcher of choice. Give us a listen, rate, and review us. We need your help there for sure. Wisdom of one. Failure is a way of life. Charisma of 20, but I-